Welcome to the Awake Church Podcast. At Awake, our mission is simple. Know God, take action. We pray this podcast will help you on that journey. Okay. Uh, This is a collage of things today, but let me give you a very brief um, building update. Uh, For those who don't know, we purchased some land, thank you, Lord, with a building on it uh, in June, and that was a miracle in itself that all that happened, and now we're in the process of renting out the tenant spaces. It has tenant spaces as well as upfitting the big space for us to move into. So we're in process for all of that. There are a lot, a lot of details going into it, a lot of work to be done, a lot that has been done. And I am, for one, just really grateful. Uh, every time I'm over there, again, I'm just, I'm just saying, thank you, Lord. It's just amazing what you've done, what you've given to us. And I can see what you're going to do ahead a little bit. Just uh, the things that, well, and I have no idea the great things he has, but he's going to do some amazing things there, uh, in the people there, in us. It's an amazing place, but we still have some hurdles to get through some things that are going on. I'll tell you some things that have happened already. We just, in the last couple of weeks, replaced nine HVAC units on roofs <laughs> over the tenant spaces. Um, drawings have been, are nearly completed. All the engineered drawings are right, just about to be done. Uh, we're working on, you'll drive by there and see this and go, they need a sign, yes. So we are working on that. That is in the works, a new sign, as well as awnings over the whole uh, tenant spaces. Um, one of the biggest hurdles and things we need is, uh, it's in a floodplain. And so there's a thing called a floodplain permit that you have to obtain before you can get any other permits, no demo permits or building permits or anything like that. And we need that. So if you could agree with me on that, that the Lord would, it's with the city right now. And there are some hoops that have to get jumped and or jump through. And so, Lord, we just ask for your help in obtaining that permit so we can move forward. And we all agree and say, thank you, God. In Jesus' name, we're doing our part and we just need the Lord's help with that. Um, we're in the last stages of, of obtaining our upfit loan. So what we're trying to do is obtain um, a large loan that our previous loan, which our previous loan is $975,000, we'll roll that into this one. So we'll just have one. And then this will be a construction loan that we have draws on as we do the upfit part. So that is in process as well. I'm told that we should have that finalized here in the next week or so. Um, We'll see. So we're in in that process, but, and I'll give you details on that once we, once we have it and that, uh, and it's signed off by our board and everything. I'll let you know, because it's uh, pretty amazing what the Lord is, uh, what he's, what he's doing in this, honestly. And we've also had some words of people saying that we won't even have a loan. We'll just have everything to get paid off. So we'll take that as well, Lord. Just, Lord, we'll take $4 million. That's the number. In Jesus' name, we'll just receive that. Um, you never know. All There's a lot of things that are going on at all times and really so many amazing, amazing things that God is doing. The new tenants that we have coming in, uh, they're just thrilled to be there. And it's just been a, it's been a lot of fun. And I know that we've got a lot of other stuff ahead that God wants to do. Um, keep praying. I encourage you to keep praying for that and uh, see what, what God has. We're 
still planning on, if all goes well, to start the upfit portion January 1st. So my hope is that we can get everything done and get in by next June. Um, that's, the, that's the goal at this point. And I'll keep giving you updates along the way. All right. And I want to share just a little bit here this morning. Um, I mentioned last week that some of the happiest, most joyful people that I know throughout my life have been people who are givers, who serve others, who love others well. I've also recognized that the most peace-filled people that I know, most content people along my journey, have been people who live a life of thankfulness. A little bit of what Beth was just talking about. People who are thankful people, people who have gratitude in their hearts. They tend to be the most full of peace. And peace really is a substance, not the absence of something. It's the substance of, of really the presence of God. Peace is a, is a wonderful t- thing. I've also noticed that the most miserable people are people who complain all the time. Haven't you noticed that? If you're around someone who is just a constant complainer, they're miserable and they want to make you miserable. And we want to stay away from complaining ourselves, uh, but we also need to distance ourselves from people who are constantly complaining as well. It is a miserable thing. It just, it just all goes together. It doesn't get better when you're complaining. Things don't just suddenly get better. It's, it just is a, it's a bad place to be. Misery really surrounds the life of a complainer. and Peace fills the life of a grateful person. Isn't that something how that works? And we can always find things to be grateful for. I've, you know, um, Chuck is a heart doctor, cardiologist, and I'm guessing you use EKGs fairly often for people to diagnose, to help identify what's going on in the heart, the natural heart. And I've also seen that I believe Thanksgiving is one of those tests of our spiritual heart, of the healthiness of a person. A, a healthy person is a thankful person. Is If they're thankful, you go, oh, things are going well in their life. Not that the circumstances are great, but that they're healthy as a person. They're connected to God. They're, their th- thankfulness is an incredible thing. And you see it all through the Old Testament and the New Testament. In fact, in 1 Thessalonians 5.18, says, In everything give thanks. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. If you've ever wanted to know what God's will is for you, here it is. To give thanks. That's part of his will for you. To be a thankful person. It is definitely counter-cultural. It's the opposite. It's contrary to what really the spirit of the world in every way. But it helps us stay, stay free. I looked up that word in everything to make sure that it meant that. And guess what the word everything means in the Greek? Everything, all, and there was one other word. Everything, all, whatever. And anything. So all those things, it just, it really does mean everything. In everything, give thanks. Man, that that is, uh, that's a challenge right there. But we really can do this. It's a supernatural thing, but if in the midst of whatever is going on, good, difficult, hard, bad, 
we can find things to say, thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that my heart is beating. Thank you that I'm breathing. Thank you that I can see. Thank you, Jesus, for what you've done for me before the foundation of the world. Thank you for many, many, many things we can be thankful for. Always a thousand times more things to be thankful for than to complain about anyway. And of course, we have this weekend, or excuse me, this week coming up is a holiday for our nation. I'm appreciative of, you know, it was George Washington's idea to set aside a day to pray and thank God. And people got upset. Political people got upset when he said that. Do you realize that's in our history? They felt like that was a mix of religion to say, to set aside a day to be thankful to the God for delivering us and all those things. So we had some battles even then over anything if you mention God. But it wasn't till a long time later that this was a holiday. Uh, Sarah Hale, we have a Sarah Haley here, but it's not her. Sarah Hale, um, for 17 years, she wrote, Mary Had a Little Lamb. That's Sarah Hale. She, for 17 years, wrote letters and kept trying to get Abraham Lincoln and the presence before him to make this a national holiday. And finally, she prevailed. Abraham Lincoln is the one who declared it. Thanksgiving would be a holiday where we would be thankful for what we've been given and what we have. And it's not supposed to just be a holiday. It's supposed to be a lifestyle, right? Especially for a believer that Thanksgiving is to be a lifestyle. Yes, let's thank him. We get to, I love Thanksgiving, the day, the holiday of Thanksgiving, but it also gets to be a lifestyle for us. Ephesians 5 verse 20 says this, at all times and for everything, giving thanks in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to God the Father. At all times and for everything. That takes it up another notch. Let me be thankful all the times, all of the time. I, I also have found that we can we can thank ourselves out of a pit of despair. Not thanking myself. But we can thank and give thanks and get out of a mindset of despair by focusing on what we're thankful for, on blessing God, on appreciating what he's done. Perhaps there's a situation you have today that you can thank yourself out of. Despise identifying the things that I want to focus on and thank God for, not focus on the things that need to change necessarily, not focusing on any complaint about how I'm being treated, whatever those things are, but focus on what you're thankful for. Colossians 2 verse 6 says, Therefore, as you have received Christ Jesus the Lord, walk in him having been firmly rooted and now being built up in him and established in your faith, just as you were instructed and overflowing with gratitude. Overflowing with gratitude. That means there's an abundance. If you're overflowing with something, there's an abundance of that thing. And in this case, gratitude. What if we were known as the most grateful people on the planet? I really think that's what we're supposed to be known as. They're a Christian. They are so grateful. They're overflowing with gratitude. That's how I can tell them from other people. They're not whining and complaining. How about this? What if we endeavored to be compulsive and habitual thinkers? 
We're just doing it all the time. I'm always thanking God for something. I try to do that with my life, to be honest. I'm not, I'm not there. I want to continue to grow in this. I have said to the Lord, I want to be the most thankful person you know. In all my prayers, you can tell someone's prayer life too, just how what comes out. Man, there should just be thankfulness, as well as requests, as well as complaints, all those things too. But thankfulness, there should be an overflowing of gratitude in our lives. Lord, thank you for this. I thank the Lord for the roads we drive on. You ever seen one make a highway? I'm glad they do it. And I get to drive on it. I think of the Moravians that first came here from Pennsylvania. It took them three months. You ever been to Pennsylvania? You can do it. If you leave right now, it takes you seven hours to get to where they came from. Seven hours in a car. If you're doing the speed limit. <laughs> took them three months because there wasn't a road. Three months. We do it in seven hours. I get an airplane. It's like, thank you, God. This is incredible. I'm going to Africa. I will be there today and a little bit more. I mean, I, when I go to Africa, it's usually to get to our base is 32 hours from departure to getting there. It's a long one. It's not easy. But I met a missionary uh, when I used to live in Asia. And uh, he grew up on the mission field. And he said, when we were kids and we would go to the, it was Sri Lanka. He said it would take us months and we would travel on cattle ships. We'd travel on these ships all over. It would take months to get to the mission field, months and months. I get there in one day. So I can say, thank you, God. I had eye surgery this week uh, to remove a cataract. And uh, man, I was thinking, because it was just fog. It was like looking through uh, fog all the time. And now it's gone. So I'm saying, thank you, God. hundred years ago, you just live with fog the rest of your life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for the food that we have. Most people around the world, I shouldn't say most today, many today, most in the past in history of the world, they spent all day to, make, to get food. So you just live, your whole life is around survival, right? And for some people, that's how it is right now too. And we think about other things beyond just a meal. Think about vehicles or maybe even vacation or sports. Or It's amazing. We have so much. We have so much. And then we have, we have this. And we have the Spirit of God living on the inside of us. Amen. We have relationship with God. There, listen, there are billions of things to be thankful for. I was thinking of, you know, the scriptures, just, just this part alone, we could do a whole thing on this, but I was thinking this week of how I get to just carry this around. I can just flip it open and read this, carry it with me. You know, you know one of the reasons why they had the Apostles' Creed and the Nicene Creed, you know what, one of the main reasons why they developed those? Because no one had a Bible. So it was a declaration of what they believed. And so they'd memorize that. Plus, the literacy rate up until the 1400s, was under 10% around the world. 10%. No one read. You couldn't read. Or very few. It was just the rich. Well, they're the ones that read. And it wasn't until really the 1820s when the literacy rate got above 20% around the world. And in our country, here in America, literacy rate was so low. And here, I would imagine every single person here can read. We have 100% literacy in this room. 
That's incredible to me when you look at history. So Lord, thank you that we get to read. Thank you that I can read. Thank you, Lord. There's just so many things to be thankful for. Philippians 2, verse 14 says, do all things without grumbling or complaining or disputing. Beth just read this. So that you will prove yourselves. So it has a reason here. Don't grumble and complain so that you will prove yourselves to be blameless and innocent. Children of God above reproach in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation. So a crooked and perverse generation complains. But we prove ourselves to be children of God when we are not doing that. Among whom you appear as lights in the world. You appear as a light in the world simply by being thankful and grateful rather than complaining, whining. God has put up with so much complaining and whining. If you're a parent in here, how does that feel when your kids whine and complain about being asked to do something or their situation or whatever? It is, how does it feel? It is like, <laughs> did someone say it feels awesome? It does not feel awesome. <laughs> It's an irritant. It is like, if they could only appreciate all that I do for them, right? Every parent has been through this, and we did this to our parents too, by the way, right? But man, does, is the parent heart, is their heart touched when a child says, thank you? Says, thanks, mom. Thanks, dad. Thanks for that meal you made. Thank you for providing. Thank you. I was like, it, it does something. And how about God? I mean, he was, as we have the whole description of the exodus of Israel out of Egypt and all that God did, and over and over, he just runs into complaint after complaint and grumbling and complaining and whining and moaning. And it's like, he's like, I've had enough of you. He got to that point. And that is, that's how it works for any parent. That's for sure. We want to be the exact opposite. Overflowing with gratitude. Overflowing with gratitude. And it really is a great heart check for me. It can be a heart check for all of us. Am I more grateful than anything else? Am I more thankful? If so, then ooh, that's a healthy thing. If I'm not, then whew, it's that thing that Beth was just talking about. The, the Holy Spirit tweaked her. In a good way. We need that. I need that sometimes too. Because I don't want to get into this complaining thing. Tell you what, you study too much politics, you'll become a whiner and a complainer also. Don't do that. It will just turn you into a complainer, complain about every single thing going on. And that doesn't help. There are always things to be thankful for. Okay. It's a good question to ask daily, actually, to ask yourself. What am I thankful for today? What am I thankful for today? And try to be creative and thank God for things you haven't thought of before. That's, that's kind of fun, actually. But to be thankful. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 15 says, Let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of lips that give thanks to his name. So the fruit of lips that give thanks to his name is a praise to God. When you thank him, you're praising him. God doesn't eat steak, but he seems to enjoy the fruit that comes from our lips that's thanksgiving. 
He doesn't eat food, but he ingests your praise and your thankfulness. Isn't that something that God does that? That is how I can feed him, in a sense, is by, not that he needs it, but we get to, I get to thank him. Thank you, God. Remember when those lepers got healed and only one of them came back to Jesus to thank him? He said, where are the other nine? They they didn't return to thank him. It, It touched, there was an expectation that I would even just say from Jesus to say, why wouldn't there be some thankfulness for what I'm what I've done. It's in God's heart. It's in all of our hearts as well. You want to be thanked when you do something. God is the same way. So Lord, thank you for who you are, what you've done. Thankful for you, Lord. I'm thankful for this church, for every single person in these seats. Thank you for their lives. Thank you for this building that we get to be in. Thank you for your spirit that indwells us. Thank you for your blood that has cleansed us. Thank you for the son of God who came from heaven to redeem us and to save us. Thank you for the gospel of the kingdom, the good, glad, merry news that causes people to leap and, and have joy that we, you've given to us. Thank you for our names being written in the Lamb's book of life. Thank you for our spouses, for our children. Thank you for this country. Thank you for the air we get to breathe freely. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I pray for all of us that we would have lives of thanksgiving, overflowing with gratitude. May the overflow meter constantly be pegged of gratitude for all of us, Lord. And Lord, forgive us for we have been complainers. Forgive us for where, any any place, anywhere where we have, we've whined, where we have grumbled, at situations and circumstances and things going on. Lord, I pray that we would have these hearts that would be so full of thanksgiving. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's message. For updates on future episodes, make sure to subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review to let us know how we're doing. For more information about Awake Church, visit awakechurch.com.